Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome oh, wow. to Taco Tuesday with you on a Tuesday, October 4th. And boy, Alex, basketball is back, buddy. Basketball is back. There, there is nothing else to say. Wait, there is because articles are still coming out. Anyways, Alex, how are you, buddy? What's going on today? I'm doing well, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing very well. I'm doing very, very well. Um, I, I gotta be. I will be upfront and honest with the audience right now. I did not tune in yesterday. I did not watch the Laker game yesterday. Am yeah, I, am I, I, I wonder... a bad fan? No, no, no. It's the first preseason game, stuff like that. I didn't watch it live either. I had to catch up this morning before work just so um, I can catch up with what everyone was talking about. But yeah, no, no, it doesn't make you a bad fan if you didn't watch the preseason game. <laughs> Listen, dude, I, I, I appreciate everyone that does a podcast on this network, and I appreciate the people that are diehard that watch every single preseason minute. Um, I, I I do not judge those people. I don't take anything away from preseason. I genuinely do not take anything away from preseason except health. If this team is healthy coming out of the preseason, that is what matters. And I know some people will disagree with me. I think people will be like, no, you get to see rotation. You get to see some people working together. And it's like, sure, but how much effort is being made? Who are they playing against? What are their rotations looking like? You know what I'm saying? Like, if they take when they take on the Warriors later, like are are the Warriors going to trot out Steph and Clay and and Wiseman and Wiggins for thirty five minutes? No, so it's kind of hard to take. How about this? I don't take results seriously. Um, and yeah, if if Anthony Davis shoots five for five from three, that's encouraging. But does that mean he's going to do it in the regular season? I don't think so. That's kind of where I sit on the preseason. Yeah, it's it's every year. You know, it's hard to not um, overreact. To preseason stuff, good or bad, and yeah, the first game I already saw people online kind of <laughs> getting upset at a few things, or also getting really excited about a few things. And um, I think with everything, like you just said, preseason a lot of context is needed, right? Um, surprisingly, like I don't know if you were surprised by this, but the Lakers actually pretty much played um, all their guys at least for the yeah. first half, and yeah. some other teams haven't done that yet. So that, I think that was a good sign that at least they want to kind of be out there. What do you think about the starting lineup? Yeah, so that's what I really tuned in for uh, because that was the lineup that reportedly has kind of looked really good during training camp. It sounds like that's where Darvin Ham is, is leaning, although he, you know, he's saying that the thing's still fluid. You know, things can change, but um, like first you know, first gut reaction to it. I, I liked it. I, I think mm-hmm. they defensively, I thought they played really well. I thought that um, offensively, you know, there were some still a little bit of issues, but I thought the offense in general looked better under Darvin Ham. I, I think it, it's, it was pretty telling the difference between a Darvin Ham offense and a Frank Vogel offense. Mm-hmm. I think where guys were positioned was really jarring uh, in terms of seeing guys run to, to spots they needed to be every trip down and uh, they did some fun stuff out of that. But yeah, I, I think the starting lineup looked good. I, I still have some concerns about it though. Uh, I am more curious about Kendrick Nunn than any player on this team. Uh, I think Kendrick Nunn, they're going to rely on him to be the guy that kind of will take the points that Malik Monk was scoring last year. Obviously Malik Monk scored a bunch because there was a lot of injuries, but what I mean by that is 
whether he's starting or whether he's coming off the bench, I think they're going to need offensive production from Kendrick Dunn, whether it be from three, whether however he gets it. I genuinely believe the Lakers are counting on him. And we've said, I think you said it perfectly last week. They consider him a, a free agent signing. They're definitely talking him up. Like of all the guys in, in training camp, it sounds like Kendrick Nunn had the best training camp, right? Like I heard Austin Reeves said like he didn't miss a shot. One, one practice, Darvin Ham called him phenomenal. He boosted him up, like boasted him up really a lot. And so did LeBron and AD. So yeah, I was really um, looking forward to see Kendrick Nunn. Obviously we haven't seen him in over a year. So See just him seeing him out time in a Lakers good. uniform, we, we saw him briefly like last preseason, uh, but it was very brief. So this, this is definitely was like really the longest look at him. He really played in the preseason. Very briefly. Are yes. you sure? I did. Cause I remember he hit up like a, <laughs> he hit like a pull up mid range jumper and everybody went crazy saying it was like the first time the Lakers had a guard who can do that. And yeah. He didn't. We never saw him again after that. We played 20 minutes yesterday. Um, and you know, People like get surprised when like LeBron and AD play. It's like, dude, this is the NBA. This isn't the NFL. Like they will play some minutes. Um, I think it's important for them to get some minutes going here in the preseason. Uh, LeBron went 0 for 7 and 0 for 2 from 3. I don't think you're going to see that very often in any NBA game. Uh, what'd you think about, I'm sticking with the starting rotation. What'd you yeah. think about uh, Damian Jones at center? Um, I, I didn't read great reviews. I have read some pessimism as far as how he fits in this particular offensive scheme. Um, what did you think about what you saw from him? And do you think that we'll probably see Bryant starting the next game just to kind of give it a shot? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they they do go a game where where they try out different starting lineups and Bryant gets the nod there. Um for, for Damien, I he didn't look as maybe like bouncy as as I remembered, but again, it was very brief. Um it, it's gonna take some time learning how to play next to a guy like AD. And mm-hmm. like that four out system is so uh, like we saw AD a lot in the corner um, for some possessions versus like being the role man or being the dunker spot. And Damien was kind of the guy near the rim. Uh, so he did get a lot of action. Like he missed a few like little bunnies around the rim and stuff like that. But I mean, he looked okay. Like defensively he, he is, you know, that wingspan definitely like showed up. He contested some shots at the rim. Um, his defensive rebounding wasn't great. Like, I don't know if you saw, but like the Kings got like 15 offensive rebounds last night. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers played like solid defense, but they just couldn't rebound. So that, that was like something that I'm just going to like, okay, I want to see if that's an issue all preseason. If that's an issue, an individual guy, like a Damian Jones, is that a lineup issue? But um, yeah, I, it was a little clunky him and AD. And obviously he did shoot a three uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> to try to space the floor a bit. He didn't make it, but I appreciate him trying to space it a bit. And um, yeah, small sample, but a little, a little uh, rusty to start. So obviously, like I told you guys, I did, I wasn't tuning in and, and breaking this down completely because it's interesting to me that on the day of the first preseason game, after an entire off season of rumors and speculation about the future of Russell Westbrook, what do we get on that day? Not one, but two articles of Russell Westbrook's future as a Los Angeles Laker. It is a story that I believe, honestly, unless they come out here and start like 10 and 0 or eight and two, I think this will be a conversation for a long time and up until the trade deadline. As much as that pains me to say after having an offseason about it, uh, yesterday, Shams wrote an article saying inside the Lakers' Russell Westbrook plan, why he's still in L.A., but the possibility of a trade still exists. And from the Los Angeles time, I believe it was Dan Wojcicki, while Lakers' Russell Westbrook says he will, quote, focus on competing and ignore trade rumors. So 
Russell Westbrook, t- he wasn't quoted in the Shams article. There was a lot of insiders talking to Shams about how what trades were possible, and it looked really like it was just the Indian Indiana trade that was really being talked about pretty much all offseason. The Lakers' refusal to give up the second first round pick is the reason why Russell Westbrook is still a Laker. It's that simple. I think if the Lake, I don't think I don't think anymore. According to Shams, if this, if they would have given up the second first round pick, twenty twenty nine, they would have traded, they would have gotten uh, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Like that would have happened. Uh, clearly, it did not. But what I find hilarious now is that it's not just Rob making the decision. It's not just Rob and Jeannie making the decision. It's not just Rob, Jeannie, and Kurt Rambis making the decision. And it's not just Rob, Jeannie, Kurt. Now it's also the bus, the other buses. So there's like a committee trying to figure out what to do with Russell Westbrook, what to do in the future. Um, kind of sounds like a mess. I prefer my GM to have authority, my president of basketball operation to have the authority to do these things. But that's kind of where we see ourselves. What did you make of all these, or not all these, but both these articles coming out on the first day of preseason? Yeah, it was a little unfortunate. I, at least for Russ's, like the Russ, I, I keep like trying to put myself in his shoes in this situation. Like you said, it's his first game back, and and both of these things break, and like they're huge news. And I, I think even in the article, it said that they were really, really close to doing the deal. Yeah. At least they were really like. Um, really thinking it over and got as close to all of them kind of giving their input and stuff. And they even delayed that press conference. Mm-hmm. Like Rob and Darwin Hammer are supposed to have a press conference on Wednesday and they actually delayed it just in case that deal was going to happen so they can announce it and stuff like that. So it sounds like it was really close. And at this point, I think they're going to give Russ a chance at least to start the season. Oh, you have to now. Yeah, I, I think you have to. And um, again, by all accounts, like he's at least doing what's asked of him. And in that first preseason game yesterday, I thought we saw some flashes of things we didn't really see as much last year. Again, small sample. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know if that's going to be an everyday thing. Like he was setting some screens. I thought his defense, like someone, I, I mean, he had one play that a lot of people have clipped and put online that he did not, you know, he lost his man. Mm-hmm. That Kings got an offensive rebound. He lost his man again. Kings got another offensive rebound and then they finally scored and he kind of just looked out of place but besides that one play i thought he looked okay like solid defensively he tried um he wasn't forcing shots um he was a big big reason i think the lakers jumped off to like a 12-3 start to the game like he he, he looked good and yeah. so at least he's doing what's what's asked of him and at this point i i hope those stories kind of just go on the back burner unless a trade does happen because if a trade doesn't happen then all these reports are just kind of lingering around the team Right. I think that's one of the worst things that could happen. That's going to happen. Frankly, it's going to happen. Uh, they're going to be continued. Every time they lose, they're going to ask about it. Every time something goes wrong, they're going to ask about it. Darvin Ham's already being quoted as we don't pay attention to it. Um, but my thing with Russ, as far as this year goes, you know what kind of athlete Russell Westbrook is. Everybody knows that. Um, and because of that, that's kind of what's frustrating about him on the defensive end. Like he can stay with guys. You feel like you, like it's just more of an effort thing. It's more of a mental thing than, and then I can't do it. You know, he's not this guy with bricks as feet. Like he is an, he is a super athlete on the basketball court. So if he actually can buy into this, I think he could be a key figure on the defensive end. The, the question is, can he do it for 40 or 40 minutes a game? Will he do it for 40 minutes a game? You know, yesterday like you, highlight the one play, but that kind of stuff, it almost seems to waterfall because a team will just pick on you. The more that you mess your guy, the more that they can 
work around you, they will continue to do so. And why not do it? If you know Russell Westbrook's been in this league for 10 years and he hasn't been a defensive guy, why wouldn't you go after the weakness on the team? So I find it, it's a very fascinating thing. Um, obviously, we all know his issues with shooting. There's been reports that he's really, really worked on that and that he's looked great. Um, I mean, we've seen guys develop jump shots late in their career or early on in their career. It's not something that's impossible. Uh, I, mean, I remember Kawhi Leonard at San Diego State. He could not shoot. He literally could not shoot. Um, and now he's the best like inside the three-point like mid-range jumper there is in the NBA. So um, there's room for improvement for a guy that is that athletic. Yeah, and like I said, like it, we talked about the last episode, it, it's going to be really hard for him to duplicate the season he had last year just because he was scapegoated, right, for the most mm-hmm. part. And he probably will be scapegoated again also this season if for whatever reason they struggle. If they're healthy. Yes, yeah. And, um, yeah, so, again, I think it's only up from here for him uh, if he can just do what's asked of him. Like, they're not asking the world from Russell Westbrook. They're asking him to be uh, active uh, and engaged in the defense, do his role on offense, move the ball. You know, we saw him, like, they, again, in Darwin Ham's new system, there was a few possessions where, uh, against De'Aaron Fox where Russell Westbrook had, like, a lot of space to operate and he took it right to the rim and like back-to-back layups. And it was like, that's something we just didn't see a lot of last year. Yeah. So those little glimpses are, are maybe why Darwin was really excited to have Westbrook this year. Him saying that I can make this a better situation for him. And like, he only shot it, I think like five times yesterday and only one jumper. So like that, that just goes to show like he at least wasn't forcing things last night. And I'm not, I don't know Russell Westbrook. I, he's, I've never really heard him talk about money or anything like that. But when you're going into a contract year, which is what he's doing, when you're going into a year that you're going to be a free agent, for sure you're going to be a free agent this summer. Not like the Lakers are going to extend him. So you have to kind of show the league what you still can do. This is a huge year for him going forward. Now, you don't want to become a vet minimum guy. I don't think he will be. But this is the kind of season that he can show the league that I could still do a lot and I could still now I could play defense now I can make a three now I can do things mm-hmm. this is a huge year for Russell Westbrook individually man as no matter what you think about Russell Westbrook as a Laker on this unit for him individually this is a massive year for him because he's at the age now where you know you could see a downtrend and these guys aren't going to make as much money or he can be like Chris Paul dude Chris Paul making like 50 million dollars a year and he's like 38 years old like LeBron so mm-hmm. I mean you can really make an argument that he has so much to prove to the league, not just as a Laker, like to the league, he has a lot to prove. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a guy from all accounts who's very, you know, we've seen him in press conferences. He's very proud. He, he really, you know, cherishes and, and like is really proud of his accomplishments in the league. And he does it like his name to be kind of like soiled and kind of his family's name, his last name and all that stuff. Like he's a guy who really cares about how he's perceived around the league. And last year was a really tough blow in terms of that, in terms of his ego. So he definitely wants to get back on track just from that perspective. But like you said, also in terms of his playing career, I mean, if he really wants to to keep playing for three, four more years, he's going to have to show this year that he can adapt and he, mm-hmm. he's not the same player who, who won't, who isn't willing to change or alter his game for the betterment of the team. Because if he can show, like I said, this, this situation that he can defend 
or he'll at least try to defend. Like he's never going to be like a plus defender at this mm-hmm. stage of his career. But if he's just not a total negative, right? Like that's the trying. Yeah. And I think that'll be visible too, because he was yeah. so bad that it'll be visibly different. Even if he's still not a plus defender, like it, it was so bad last year and it's been so bad that it'll make a difference visually. Yeah. And like I said, there was a few plays where I actively saw him like, like he'd swipe at the ball and then quickly recovered his man and contest a jumper, like within like a two, three second, like time span. Uh, he'd fight over screens. Like he was doing some stuff that obviously that one play is probably going to overshadow it all mm-hmm. because obviously people, people really want him to fail also, of course, because they want him traded. So it's they, content. Yeah. So I, I will say he was definitely better than he was bad last night. And I, like, he didn't give Darwin Ham a reason to replace him in the starting lineup or anything like that. So this team, we've talked about it before. We think it's flawed. We think there's a lot of holes, but obviously they don't have like a wing defender. They don't have a real wing, really. Uh, the three-point shooting is sus. Uh, but yesterday, I think encouraging. Obviously, it's a preseason game, but this is the kind of stuff you want to see going into the league, into the, the regular season. Anthony Davis, a double-double in the first half, two of four from three. You paid attention to this. He scored 11 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, excuse me, 11 rebounds, uh, two, uh, two assists, a steal. Like, what did you... Obviously, we just talked about Russell Westbrook, how important this is for him to prove to the league. Anthony Davis ain't going anywhere. Anthony Davis is a Laker. Anthony Davis has been told, this is your team. LeBron, I know he says it every year, wherever he's at. <laughs> this is Kyrie's team. This is this is Wade's team. We've seen it everywhere. But LeBron saying, this is AD's team. AD saying, like, I got goosebumps thinking about me being healthy for 82 games. Like, this is a massive year for Anthony Davis to prove to Laker fans what he really is and to stay healthy. How encouraged were you by the first half that he put in yesterday, those 16 minutes? Yeah, I, I think the the jumper, I, I think that was the big thing. And not just so much that he made his shots, which obviously is very important. Like we the way he shot 18% from three last year, something like that. Like obviously he was really, really poor last year in terms of his shooting. But um, but the fact that he was really confident, like he wasn't he didn't pass up any open shot in terms of his three point opportunities. And I thought, I think that's bigger and more important than him, like actually making them like, as long as he can make them at an average clip, that's fine. But if he's just keeping defenses honest and letting yeah. them know, I'm going to shoot it if I'm open. Mm-hmm. And, Cause especially in this four out one in system, like there was, like I said, multiple possessions where he was one of the guys who was out. He was one of the guys who was needed to space the floor. Mm-hmm. So it's really important for him to do that. And I thought he did that really well yesterday. Um, I, uh, on the glass, I think he was really active, especially in, in like this this drop system the Lakers are doing with the the, the bigs kind of hanging back and letting the defense kind of come to them and funneling towards their bigs. They really need AD to kind of recover from the baseline and then rebound the ball. So again, this shows that with those 11 rebounds. And I, yeah, I thought he was really, you know, and for a first preseason game, he was active. And the jumper was, I think, the biggest um, highlight in, in that game. Uh, that dude, I mean, you cannot understate how massive Anthony Davis being healthy available for 82 games, whether he plays 82 or not. I don't think anybody would care if he's available for 82. That's really what would be so massive. Um, You can't understate how big it is for him to be healthy and for him to be productive, for him to be a better three point shooter than what was his shoot? 23 18%. Something like that. I thought it was 23 and that was bad. 18%. So yeah, man, it's just one of those things where, we're going to sound like a broken record in the preseason. I think with the Anthony Davis needs to look like that. If Anthony Davis looks like that, the Lakers will be okay. 
Yeah, I mean, just I don't think that. By the way, I don't think the Lakers are a one seed. I don't think the Lakers are a two seed. I don't think they're a top four seed. But if Anthony Davis looks like that and LeBron is healthy and Russ puts some defensive effort in and does his thing, they will make the playoffs comfortably. I think that was the biggest takeaway for me yesterday. And obviously, if you just look at the final score and you didn't watch the game or you just kind of hear the reports of the the fans booing and all that stuff, you're obviously going to come away from that game with a negative reaction. But given the first half, who actually played, you know, the starters played in the first half, some really weird rotations in the second quarter, but the starters did play, like the main guys, Mm -hmm. and they looked like a solid, you know, above average or average team. And that's just not what they looked like last year for a lot of that season. So just like you said, just having AD out there, like the defense was so much better last night. Again, the Kings first preseason game, small sample size, but just actively, I I thought the defense looked better. Having a guy like AD back there to anchor things was, was a big improvement versus him not being out there and having LeBron out there just as a kind of calming mechanism. Like he, he was in big, you know, preseason game one mode last night. So I wouldn't take anything (laughs) <laughs> from that but just having those two guys out there and like you said just having other players willing to play defense and kind of be um like pests on the floor like Patrick Beverly and stuff that the team's gonna win games like I, I'm confident of that obviously they're not gonna be maybe a top four team but they're gonna be better than last year and I think yesterday was a good kind of showing of that yeah and the Lakers they had now head to Las Vegas they're taking on the Phoenix Suns tomorrow uh at the T-Mobile Arena uh, that which will be pretty cool. But were you impressed by how many people were at crypto yesterday? That was a lot of people for a preseason. Yeah, and they were pretty loud. I think I think I saw the official capacity was at ninety four percent yesterday for a preseason game. They were loud because they were booing. I heard too. <laughs> yes. uh, but I mean, the starters only played the first half, so I don't know what they were expecting from. And they won. So like that's that's the thing. So the Lakers went into halftime with the lead. Yeah. So when it the guys who played that are actually going to play this season. Uh, yeah. Or like I say, if they were down 30 at the half with those guys, mm-hmm. then yeah, definitely. I would understand it more for sure. For sure. Uh, also, uh, the Suns lost to an Australian team, the Adelaide 36ers, who shot <laughs> almost 60% from three. I made the joke and I'm not a joke. Like, are any of them available for the Lakers? Because I forget who it was. There was one guy, I think he hit like five to eight threes or something like that. And that gave me like 39 points. So yeah. The 36ers might be better than the 76ers. Like, <laughs> dude, how you, 134 points. I, are you talking about the guy? Uh, oh, I have it right here. I have it right Craig Randall. Yeah, he had like a he monster went, game. He had 35 points going 9 of 17 from Ooh. three. They also had uh, Robert Franks, who <laughs> scored 32 points going 6 of 10 from three. That is impressive shooting right there, man. They were, they shot 56% from three against the Suns. They got beat so bad to Suns that Devin Booker already put like memes up online about people talking trash about him. He's the old infamous LeBron, like, hey, you're broke. I'm still rich line after after a loss. Like uh Devin Booker put that up yesterday. Yeah, or on Monday. Good in yeah. Phoenix right now. Yeah, dude. It's weird in Phoenix right now. It is so weird in Phoenix right now because DeAndre Ayton. I don't think he wants to be there. Obviously, we all know what's going on with the owner. Uh, it's mm-hmm. weird, man. I don't know if they're going to be the one seat again. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like, the West is so crazy this year. There's so many teams that definitely could be – we can pencil in as top four teams. But, like, that – any of those teams could fall off. And there's, a like, this big crowd at the bottom trying to fight for the playoff spot. So, yeah, if, any, if like, a Phoenix team takes a back seat, they can really tumble down this yeah. season. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. I mean – 
that ESPN survey came out today for the NBA. And I believe last year, uh, like 80% of the GMs and people surveyed picked the Lakers to win the West last year. Everybody was high on the Lakers. Like yeah. I, I was, I think a, like a majority of people were like, this is a, a really solid team. And um, obviously that in retrospect, there's a lot of flaws in that roster and we overlooked yeah. them just because of the, well, also everybody was injured, but right. I mean, dude, the West is going to be different this year because the Suns are whatever they are. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George are healthy again, so the Clippers will be a, a problem probably. Uh, the the uh, the Jazz traded everybody, so who knows what they look like? Uh, so it's just uh, Jam- Jamal Murray's back. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. Also yeah, the back Nuggets are back, so it's just going to be a different year. Um, but yes, the uh, NBA GM survey came out yes today. Excuse me, it's the twenty first edition. And 43% of the vote says the Milwaukee Bucks will win the NBA championship. They're followed by the Warriors at 25%. The Clippers got 21%. And the Celtics, who are going through their own drama, are at 11%. Do you have any issues with those those picks? I thought the Warriors would get more love uh, because they're getting Wiseman. <laughs> and they were already good. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, uh, the Clippers finished ahead of the Warriors to win the West, followed by the uh, Clippers, Warriors, Suns, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Dallas, Minnesota. Uh, Dallas and Minnesota were tied for sixth. Then the Lakers to finish seventh, followed by the Pelicans, according to the survey. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I like Denver. Like just just specifically out of that group. Like I, I like Denver more than Phoenix. I get, again, if Jamal Murray is healthy. If Michael Porter Jr. are healthy, you have Jokic, did, you got at KCP, you added to that group. Um, you added Bruce Brown Jr. is another really good fit there. I really like Denver. And I think they're, if they can finally be healthy heading to the playoffs, I think they're going to be a real threat, but yeah, like Minnesota State probably deserves more credit too. How about Minnesota with Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns? That's kind of like an old school yeah. thing. We don't see that kind of basketball anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm in the like I need to see it because I yeah. really don't know how that's gonna fit or that work just yet. But um, yeah, they're that's trying to turn Carl Anthony Towns into like Anthony Davis. Like, hey, just kind of hang out in the three point area. Like, he can do it. I know. <laughs> like, that's if what you're I'm gonna saying. do like, it, he could. Right. I mean, I think that's kind of what they're doing, right? Yeah, I mean, I would imagine. I, I mean, you're not gonna have Gobert in the perimeter unless you're just using him as a screen setter and then kind of, um, stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, defensively they should be a lot better, and that was an issue. So let's let's uh we'll wrap it up here, but let's focus on the Lakers being projected to finish seventh in the West. Do you have a problem with that? I'll read it again just so you know. And by the way, uh, I don't. It was the annual G- GM survey, so they surveyed all thirty general managers of the NBA. That's who we're talking about here. I don't think I said that. Sorry. Uh, so the Clippers are finished to finish first, voted to finish first, followed by the Warriors at two, the Suns at three, the Nuggets at four. The Grizzlies at five, the Mavericks and Wolves tied for sixth. Mm. Lakers, so I guess Lakers technically eighth, and the Pelicans following them. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I think if, if everything you know falls into place and health willing, I think the Lakers could probably finish a little better than eighth, maybe in that six five six range. Out of the plan, I think they could be out of the plan again, but they have to be healthy. Yeah, like, and that means like not missing AD for like 15 games. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna miss games, but like if he plays a good 60 games, I, I feel confident they they should be around that six seven range. I wonder how they'll manage him this year. I really do. I wonder how you know if he picks something up, 
like are they just gonna be like hey you're out, you're not playing tomorrow or are they gonna try and like toughen him up i really am curious to see how they manage ad this year because he's the most important piece there i i would argue i mean i don't know how you how you can't at, at this point defensively offensively he's he's that he's the the X factor, right? Like if, if he's not there, then I don't think any of this runs same with LeBron, obviously, but AD really needs to have a huge year and like being that MVP contention type of year for the Lakers to really have a chance. According to the GMs, Luka Doncic was voted to finish as the MVP with 48% of the votes. 34% of the vote went to Giannis 17 for Joel Embiid and one vote went for Steph Curry. So AGMs are not, Counting on AD to have an MVP type season, which the Lakers might be counting on. Yeah, they definitely have to. And and I mean, obviously those three guys are are really good and they probably will be in that in that race and stuff like that. But like like we mentioned earlier, just as this is a big year for Russ, this is a really big year for AD. Yeah. Like we haven't seen him about in a year and a half, yeah. like full on AD mode. So for him, I, I think he really has to come into the season like trying to send a message to the rest of the league that he's still a top five, top 10 player, whatever, because we just haven't seen him on the floor to, to see that. What better way to do it than by beating the Warriors on opening night? What better way to do it? And they, they suck in opening night. Though, oh, they so. suck so bad opening night. So, so bad opening night. But hey, you know, this year, it's the NBA did not do them any favors to start the season. They got at the Warriors versus the Clippers versus the Blazers at Denver at Minnesota versus the Nuggets versus the Pelicans, then the Jazz. So that is a solid, solid, tough schedule before you get to Utah. And then you got Cleveland. So it, no favors being done by the NBA to start the season for the Lakers. So it'll be – they need to pick it up, and they need to pick it up quick. Uh, Alex, this has been fun. Some actual basketball to talk about. Rumors that will never go away. It seems like I feel like every day there's some, you could just Google Russell Westbrook and something pops up. Uh, it is It is just great to have basketball back in our lives, though. Yeah, are you gonna watch the next game? Mm. That being said, are you gonna watch the next game? Mm. No, <laughs> no. I mean, I think I use I, the NBA does a great job on YouTube of putting extended highlights on. Mm-hmm. That's 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 enough for me. I mean, if the starters only play the first half again, like yeah, yeah. But um... yeah. if LeBron is is all in on warmups, like you can count me out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I, I really want to see how they play next game. I thought there there was some some nice little signs and some other things that are a little con- like the guard rotation. Still, one thing that like there's not enough minutes to go around, and that's pretty obvious. Even without right. Dennis and Lonnie Walker and Troy Brown Jr. even playing this game. Yeah. Uh. So we will talk to everybody next week. Uh. Good luck to no, not good luck. Dodgers aren't even playing until next week. You guys got like a whole week off. No yeah, wild Dodgers card. don't really need that luck right now. Right? No Another wild card for you guys. Like... It's amazing to me that people don't think the Dodgers are like going to win, like, like because the Braves have had this like I mean it, crazy run. But the, the, the best team rarely game, wins though. But the Braves are one game better than the Dodgers since June first. Everybody's like, oh, the Braves are unstoppable. It's like the Dodgers haven't tried for a month and they're still winning. <laughs> it's true, but like like in baseball, like, like I said, like in the playoffs, the best team rarely wins. There's always something that happens yeah. or some fluke and Dodgers fans have seen it a lot of times already before. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk to everybody next week at Alex M Regla on Twitter, catch his work at silverscreenroll.com. I'm at Alex video 86, go to silverscreenroll.com for all of your Lakers news breakdowns of preseason games and press conferences and reports and all that stuff. Alex, you got to be writing anything soon. 
yeah, I got to write something probably uh, about that first preseason game. So yeah. At Alex M. Regla. He always tweets it. That's where you follow him. Uh, and thanks to everybody subscribing. Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you listen to podcasts. We are there. Talk to everybody next week. Alex, appreciate it. Peace. Thank you, man.